Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy to use app and convenient betting locations district wide. Online, in app, or in person. Get the home field advantage with Gambet DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly. Are you ready? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Hey Ministry, how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ Anthony Jordan. Double V, the Viceroy of Verisimilitude, me too, Nico Luro. Shout out to my Nicoholics. Okay, guys, here we go. We have Roman Reigns shoots on Undertaker. Edge's opponent at WrestleMania confirmed. WWE releases Lars Sullivan. Huge push cancelled. Also, let's also add Steve Cutler to that, actually. Royal Rumble recap and Kenta shows up on Dynamite. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Which one do you to do this? Oh, my God. <laughs> Shall we do the Rumble recap first? Yeah, because it's it's a thing that's ultimately the oldest of all the news. You know, yeah. I mean, guys, we're yeah. sorry. We know that the Royal Rumble happened literally six days ago at the time of recording, and obviously, anyone who wanted to see anything to do with a Rumble recap or Rumble review, yeah, you've seen it already. But you know what? The Ministry records only once a week, so we're sorry. But if you tune in, it's because you like the sound of us. So here's our Rumble recap. That's the one. Let's be honest. It's it's been the format. It is what it is. You guys have come back, and we appreciate that. Not sounding arrogant, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this this episode of the Rumble recap is going to be really funny because we've been doing this blasted thing for coming up to a year now, and it's the guests who kicked our ass. So hey, I mean, <laughs> go figure, go figure. But perfect start to a year. We 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 were on a draw. So. <laughs> Do you know what? Before we kick off with matches, do you know what I thought was really interesting about this Rumble? Shoot. Was the build-up to this Rumble was absolutely terrible. Like, I, it was I, I non-existent. Felt, it, it was non-existent. It, it just didn't feel like Royal Rumble by any means. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it because it's the Rumble, you know? And it's weird that once the Pyro first kicked off, there's that smile that you have on your face because it's the Royal Rumble. But prior to that, I was like, where are we going with this? You know, like, really? And they put shit, on we did it deliver. Come again? They put on a hell of a show. Show and a half. Show and a half. Absolutely amazing. I've not had anyone complain about it. Everyone has just been all over it. Yeah. Okay, um, so do you want to pull up the match card as it happened, or I, 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 I'll just go off of our card. I'll, we'll kick off with with uh, Flair and Asuka versus Shayna and ba- uh, Shayna and Nia because it was obviously a kickoff show. Um, none of us called this. Everyone called Charlotte Flair and Asuka win. And can I tell you, considering how avidly I watch, you know, wrestling each week, I know you catch your bits here and there and times against you sometimes, but I, I'm really fucking angry with myself for not predicting this one and i know people say hindsight's a wonderful thing it's like no stupidity is a terrible thing it's not hindsight's a wonderful thing legitimately every single fucking week that twat rick flair is coming out with his trophy girl lacey evans and distracting charlotte it's like 
Obviously, the reason they were doing this was to cost her the title at the Rumble. Why did I not call that? Do you know what was really stupid on my mind is that I actually... It's funny that we were looking so much at the title and the Charlotte heel turn that it, it clouded what's been happening. Because do you remember when we were doing the prediction, I thought I was the one who was against the grain. Because I thought every instinctively I fought Nia and Shayna and I was like because they want to prolong it differently and then as uh, literally when you said should have called that in the group chat I was like good point it literally was it it's so weird that Lacey was so overshadowed for something that's been happening consistently for about three to four weeks it's the weirdest thing the talk of the town on our on our on our wrestling group every single fucking week, brother Leon especially testify. He's been saying every week how much he hates this storyline. I I don't have that level of hate that he does, but Leon, I'm kind of there with you, bro. It's kind of, I don't need the image of Ric Flair's old man balls back smashing Lacey Evans. It's just you know, it's like, I know he's still styling and profiling, except he shouldn't be. <laughs> Power to the man if he if. If you know, if Pfizer is your friend and you still get it up to that level, nature boy, woo, you go, my friend. Space but, Mountain is still functional, yeah. But I don't need the fucking image in my head, and unfortunately, it's now an image that's in my head. Um, but it's it's just ridiculous how none of us fucking called this. It was every week. It was in our face. It was like, here, we're telegraphing. Here's a fucking message. Here's a piece of cake and a ribbon to go with it. We are making this obvious for you. This is happening at the Rumble. And none of us called it. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah. Average match, obviously really marred by the obvious interference that we should have all called. But it was, yeah. Another outside interference from WWE. Who knew? Hey, go figure. Go figure. So, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Two-time tag champs for the Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, which in a way should be seen as like a really dominant force, but it just feels so mashed together that it's not... They are growing in terms of a dominant force, but it it does feel like, you know, I'm not having a go at Nia, but Nia does seem to be like the big show of the women's division. It's like she's the... You know, she's the immovable object, and I'm not being. No, no, it is what it is. Shaming her. I mean, literally, like the big show was the immovable object who, if you put them over the rope or if you pin her, it's like, whoa, (laughs) you pin Naya, you know? So they're positioning them right, but as you said, the chemistry is not quite there. And, bro, there's no two ways about it. There is not a single person on this planet, I believe, who would sooner see Shayna Baszler in a tag team than challenging the top tier. Like everyone's like, where is the Shayna Baszler title run? This woman was a killer, is a killer. Yeah, and uh, you're right there, and I think that is the problem. Is that as much as we don't hate this tag team because they are unstoppable, it's it's just not where they should be, and it's not. And I say this with the highest respect. It's not that the women's division is stacked enough to be like, okay, I understand why she's not being pushed because because it feels much more the same. Obviously we'll be talking about a change in that situation, but it would, you know, a, a, a good title chase or title defense run from Shayna Baszler is not out of the question. So this, I... what makes me really angry is that this time last year, I'll, I'll, I'll draw, I'll bring your attention to the elimination chamber. Do you remember what Shayna Baszler did in the chamber? Put everyone to sleep. Put everyone to sleep with fucking ease to the degree where there was like a two three minute of just her standing in the ring egging Asuka to come out and she steamrolled Asuka 
steamrolled her, which made sense. And now in this match, it was like, you know, I have a memory, yeah? It's like a year ago, this woman couldn't be touched. Now she's kind of almost flopping about the ring a bit. And when Asuka kicks her, it's like, oh, it's like, no, 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 no. Last year, there was no selling of those kicks. You were unstoppable. What is going on? And I know it's like, because you can't have that one person who is that fucking dominant. But it's like, no, no, no. I wanted to see that Shayna from the Elimination Chamber last year, that Shayna fight Charlotte in a singles title fight. That's 100%, 100%, 100%. And, you know, more than anything, I think we need a solid women's tag team to be able to split that team. Because I think at the moment they feel like that go-to because they are a measuring stick, essentially. But we need that dominant women's tag team to break those two up and let's see some real title matches take place. Because, mm. hell, who is Asuka's opponent right now? Yeah, anyway. No, 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 no. Did you watch Bianca Belair's promo on SmackDown? I haven't seen it as yet. I saw I saw a bit of um, Sasha speaking. Fucking tragic. Like she was calling out. This is minus spoiler to later, but hey, the Rumble was a week ago. Um, like she she came out to do her you know post Rumble promo and like she called out Asuka's name. She said I could fight Asuka over on Raw. It was literally not a reaction from the Thunderdome. Or I could fight Sasha. Eruption of applause. Right. Obviously, everyone wants to see the EST take on the boss. This this goes without fucking question, right? But the fact that Asuka, who I have said so many times, was the best thing in the Silent Arena era, and Asuka, who was the first, fuck Bailey, although I love Bailey, but fuck Bailey, Asuka was the first Grand Slam champ and also won a Rumble way before Bailey. Bailey still hasn't won a Rumble. I oh, know. Asuka is the only person to have 100%ed and collected the platinum trophy for WWE in the Mm. women's division. Just a fact, right? And she's not been given any love. It's ridiculous. Even the the, 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 people are so disenfranchised with Asuka now that she's not even getting applause when the EST says her name. It's like, oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. We've got the other sad thing about that, though. Was that was that actual eruption or was it crowd reaction by video? Because one thing I've realized about the Thunderdome is they put the sounds in where they want. Of course they do, but you can hear some of the sounds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, so, bro, what you've just said kind of makes my point that much more poignant. It's like, so if WWE controlling the sounds, they're not even sounding off for that. But this is what I think is even worse. This is what I think is worse. That's ridiculous. (sighs) Levels of fuckery. Anyway, Big Tone, yourself, and me all called Charlotte Flair and Asuka to win. None of us got that right because you know what? We stupid, or at least we were in that moment. And nul point zero zero nada. <laughs> All right. Up next was the match that I was fucking terrified about. To be honest, was um... I, I am so upset with myself because if you go back, if you go back when this was announced, I was like, the result could happen. <laughs> you know. I was like, it, 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 Drew could win. And it was like, it's not going to happen. I'm like, just keep open to it. And I had said it. I categorically said Drew. And then Big Tone came out and said, oh, but they mentioned that Goldberg has never won that title. And that's what swayed me. <laughs> what me. I, I kind of went into this with my head, not with my heart. And let me explain that. What I mean by that is I was setting myself up to that no matter what I win, if Goldberg wins, I get a point. If Drew wins and I'm wrong, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. 
But legitimately, I thought they were going to do another Goldberg at Crown Jewel. I was like, oh, here we go. It's The Fiend again. They're going to fucking derail the top guy. I'm pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Can I just ask a question? Right, I, I can't remember if I did bring it up, actually, on our chat when it happened. Did Goldberg not look like Goldberg that day? Like, he, he looked... Old. Yeah, it was old and out of shape. Like, he wasn't as cut as he has been. And I'm not... When near as cut as he should have been. And I think the reason... By the way, you know what really sounded that off? It was the choice of um, ring attire he was wearing. He's wearing shorts, isn't it, as opposed to the truck? wearing shorts instead of those really tight budgie smugglers because those shorts are a godsend for hiding love handles. Yeah. yeah. Those Hayabusa-style sprawl shorts, they are amazing for hiding love handles. They hide all the tubby-tub fat-fat. Which, yeah, again... But I'll say this, he looked out of shape, but that's the best jack camera I've seen him land in an age. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body, fun workouts, and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I.com. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. We're a body, and we call that a body block. Take the fourth week off, and then start again. Choose a new body block each month. Have fun. Avoid burnout. Reach your goals. But you're not going to quit on yourself today. You win? Start a body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? When the moment he lifted Drew up, I was like, please don't kill Drew. I really like Drew. Don't, <laughs> don't try and kill Drew like you did to Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a weird one. I mean, it was a good match because that expectation that we have of Goldberg being Goldberg. Shit. Yeah, you just think, oh, God, it's going to happen. And it, it, The sad thing is, is that where it's meant to solidify a guy, as, oh, God, he beat Goldberg. It just kind of has a thank God they didn't fuck up, which is really sad, you know. If 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 anyone gave me the rock right now, like we're looking for Roman Reigns in the rock, right? Whichever way it goes, you can't lose. But you'll think like, oh, you know, Rocky's done it. Roman's a bit different because it's his cousin, but you you pick it. Let's say you had Drew McIntyre in the Rocky, like, damn, Drew oh. beat Rock. Do you know what I mean? But do you get where I'm going with this? You're like, damn. Whereas this one just felt like, oh, oh thank God. More than anything, it was, oh, thank God. As you said, it's one of those things that on a, on a point basis, you're like, damn. But on an emotional basis, you're like, thank, thank God they didn't go that way. And and that's the weird thing about this match. And then it was like, were they planning to make Drew heal? Because it, it had that awkward stare down after the handshake. To which no, I was like, no, 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 I don't think so. Do you know what that was about? I read on um, PW Insider. Apparently, Drew actually caught Goldberg with that last Claymore. Ah. He actually caught him. So that look was a bit of a, like, my bad. But then the reason they laughed, again, this is all hearsay, of course, but the reason they laughed was because there was a, a a little Bret Hart-esque comment. I think Roma, Drew said something along the lines of, well, you did it to Bret. <laughs> And, I, and that's and that's when you see and that's when you saw Goldberg laugh. So 
That, that's again, this is all something I read on PW Insider, so I don't know how much of that is true. But watching it back in that context, I was like, that makes a world of sense to me. That is so wrong. <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh, but yeah, fair enough, fair enough. It's kind of right. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He really isn't wrong. But oh gosh, oh gosh, you really brought that one up. Okay, right. So zero for me, zero uh, for you, zero for me, zero for you. Big tone got the one there. Um, Just we said off mic before that we are going to keep the scores between AJ and myself as the main scores. We will keep big tone score on the side, but we don't know if he's going to be back for every single pay per view. He's welcome. But 100%, 100%. 100%. We, we, we know what schedules look like, people. We know what schedules look like. So, Yeah. So up next, I believe... This is where I got hurt again. The women's. Yeah. The women's title. Personally, I don't know what you were seeing here. Like This for I, me was the most obvious match of the night. Do you know what my thing was? Is It comes back to what you said the first time she turned up. Carmella, this is it's like what is this whole change around about now? We're going to talk about someone else where it's sad, but WWE keep bringing up the same like rematches over and over. And I was like, to spice it up, maybe she'll win here, give it a month's run. Sasha's back on top by the end of February, heads into Mania, which is why you can say that about any fucking champion in the last five years. Do you know what it it was more? It was more for the comeback, but yeah. Bro, Roman and KO, which we'll talk about. Well, this was the other one I was going to say. Jinder like, and Jinder and Nakamura, like Ra- Randy and who the fuck was Randy messing around with constantly? Um, Drew and Randy, for fuck's sake! Like, uh, I mean, to be fair with Randy, he actually did win the third one, but then lost it. The what was it? The following night or the yeah. week after? It's just a lack of variety. I mean, it, this is what I hate about the product at the moment is there's a lack of variety. Like there's this continuous situation. And then there was this whole part where Sasha had kind of taken out, what's his name? I still call him fake truth. Or Reginald. Reginald, that's the one. You show some respect to that Frenchman. He's crazy. Oh, mate, he's awesome. He's all kind of awesome. But yeah, you must have seen the post where I had like, Fabulous truth, awesome lie, because it was like, it's, it's all I'm seeing. I'm just seeing Carmella paired up with another black guy with locks. This is from a black guy, people. I'm not being racist. With uh, That's in my hair. But um, anyway, um, yeah, but just getting into it, I was just like, it, she she got the upper hand. Maybe Reginald is going to do something to be able to just give her that slight screw over. And, but eh, it, it wasn't to be. It was just one of those random offbeat, like, did I, who did I want to win? Sasha, 100%. But I just thought they were going to curve it a bit for a bit of variety. Give us a bit of spice, but no. Yeah, it was a bit of a non-match, to be honest. Anyway, Big Tone called Sasha Banks. I called Sasha Banks. AJ called Carmella, which between AJ and I makes the score 1-0 to me. <laughs> Indeed. And we proceed. And we proceed. Then we had, the, I believe it was the Women's Rumble. <laughs> that, yeah. Do you know what? As this happened and I heard Bailey's music come out, I was like, no. Reason no. being is because Mr. AJ called Bailey as his winner. Yeah. Now, for yeah. those of you who listened to the show last week, you'll know this. For those of you who are tuning in the first time, listen up. As well as calling the Rumble winner, we had some additional stipulations. We had Dark Horse, which was worth a point. Not an additional point, but an alternative point. And we also had uh, the Iron Man, or in this case, Iron Woman, 
who would be who would last the longest. None of us got that either. What was cool about this rumble? I mean, hey, again, spoiler is that both your winners were also the Iron Man and Woman, which I yep. thought was all kinds of awesome. Um, again, my brother even gave me a bit of hope with that because he heard me like, "No, nah, man, I picked Bailey," and his his motion was, "But aren't you a Shawn Michaels fan?" Number one shouldn't be a problem for you. And I was like, hey, good point. Also, aren't, you, aren't you a Chris Benoit fan? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Did you see the video I shared yesterday, by the way? I haven't played it because I was in the middle of a film with the missus, but I am going to play it. So deep. But did you see the one I played? I said after, which always irritated me, but I am going to play your one. I am going to play your one now that I've got a bit of time um, outside of the film. But, oh, this, this, I mean, do you know one thing about the, the Iron Man point that I thought of after, right, was you need to know your running order to be able to pick a, 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 an Iron Man. Like, sure. Yeah, that's, why, that's why it's a guessing game. That's why it's a bonus point. It's like, I predict this person will probably come in early and do bits. Yeah, yeah, this is it. This is it. But I was like, well, apart from what that. My it, prediction based on? Motherfucking nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know what? <laughs> But it, it, it's, it, do you know what? Again, it's the craziness of the rumble. Like, okay, anyway, do you want to give the who who went for who first? Or? Yeah, so Big Tone went for Bianca Belair as the overall winner. He picked Ronda Rousey as the Dark Horse, which I thought was a great shout, and Shayna Baszler as the Iron Woman. Uh, I picked Bianca Belair as the winner, Bailey as the Dark Horse, and Rhea Ripley as the Iron Woman. AJ picked Bailey as the winner. Saved himself because his dark horse was Bianca Bella. Fucker. And then Rhea Ripley as the Iron Woman. So we kind of had similar thought patterns on this one. Emotionally, I wanted... I mean, it's basically the same fucking three. It was, it was, just the order. Um, I honestly thought Bella, then I was like, maybe it's too soon. And again, as you mentioned earlier, was it on... Yeah, it was on camera where we said... um, they, you know, ask us what everything, not Bailey. And I was like, well, maybe this is the time. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this is where they give it to her. And that's what really rung into my head. Otherwise, I was all over the EST, you know, which, again, congratulations to so her. Good, mate. Although I will add, she fucked up. She fucked up because those feet touched the floor. There, there is a strong rumor because someone's even zoomed they in. Did. They did. They did. Zoom into that fucking picture. Her feet are on the floor. Yeah. This is where this is where wrestling is always going to be awkward because they're going to say firmly touched and then it's the heel didn't touch the floor and all kind of stupidness. But yeah, it's not the cleanest finish, no matter which way. And what I what I've realized is is that it wasn't, it wasn't like five. It wasn't that bad. You know, we didn't have a quad tearing, but it was a bad finish. Well, it wasn't 2000. It wasn't The Rock. I mean, it was The Rock, but I don't think they're going to go down that route because I think everyone's so happy for Bianca and I don't think Rhea's playing the heel to that degree that she would come back to take it from her. 1998, where the winner was actually eliminated and then snuck back into the ring because the referees are stupid. (laughs) You need that. You need that. Bret Hart should have won that Rumble. Of course he should have. But then you wouldn't have had the build-up to WrestleMania 13 in the way that we did. So it's it's the way the nature goes. You had a fatal four-way that happened, which was all kinds of awesome. And then we had The Undertaker and Sid Vicious. What do you want? (laughs) It is what it is. I can't really argue. 
argue that. I do that if I know that Austin is credited with winning it three times. I'm just like, did he? It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Is that? It's, it's, it's like the Rock at 2000. Like, dude, yeah, yeah the Rock won. The, the Rock legitimately <laughs> won. No, we didn't. How? He threw a big show out. Go. All right. If you want to go and watch Backlash. I watched it recently. Yes. Go and watch Backlash. Because ever since, from the night after, the big show forever talks about the fact that the Rock's feet touch. So what happens is, a la Bianca Belair, he's got big show, right? His feet actually both touch the floor, and then he sprung back up before a ref saw it. Big show is the actual winner of 2000. It's very similar. Yeah, Bret Hart better than big show. <laughs> I, I, I know, I'm just saying about the injustices of wrestling. Yeah, but Bret Hart hurts a lot more. Because he never won a Rumble, did he? He must have. He did. 93. 1993. He went on to WrestleMania 9 to face Yokozuna, which was also a bit of a screw job because then... Also a screw job. Bret Hart can't get a fucking break, man. (laughs) (laughs) And this was Vince's golden boy for the record, people. (laughs) So uh, my question to that is, was he? (laughs) (laughs) he, Convince me, Vince. Convince me. up on a regular occasion. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, and also there was another one very similar to the. I think it was ninety four. It was ninety four because it was heading into WrestleMania ten. It was very similar to the Batista John Cena. Him and Lex Luger both fell out of the ring. But was that, <laughs> that one was planned, though. It was. That was the whole story. <laughs> Batista was not planned. That Batista the botch. Yeah, yeah. Botch but he's just not been very lucky with Rumble victories either. He's really not. Although, here's, here's a pop quiz for you. Name one of your favourite wrestlers who never even appeared in a Rumble. Never even appeared? Never even appeared. Off the top of my head, I'm going to go, it's Sting! No. It's the, what? Like, who? Razor Ramon. What do you mean Razor's never been in the Rumble? He has. Razor has never been in a rumble. No, I've seen him in one. Nope. You've seen the fake Razor in a rumble. No, Razor fuck Ramon, it. bro. It's a mad stat. Go and research this. Razor Ramon has never appeared in a Royal Rumble. Stop it! I'm sure. I'm not lying, bro. I found this the other day, and I literally lost my mind. In- you will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body, fun workouts, and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. We're body, and we call that a body block. Take the fourth week off, and then start again. Choose a new body block each month. Have fun. Avoid burnout. Reach your goals. But you're not going to quit on yourself today. You win? Start a body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com imploded no i swear i'll send you i'll send you the fucking no, no, no. I, i've actually just typed it in and i like what culture 10 legends who never competed in a royal rumble and yeah. it literally got his picture there you go how mad is that 
I, How I, mad is that? I could legitimately go for like a Mandela effect. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of us at the moment going, but in 94, I, I, obviously he clearly didn't. Like, Jesus. You're your guy, man. Never appeared in a rumble. Fuck me sideways. I know, right? But he appeared in 1997. Liberties. I know, right? Libs. No, 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 no. Because when you showed me the two sweet there, like, I was like, no. I was even going to be like, no, because Kev, he, not only did Shawn Michaels eliminate him, but Kev also came back, which I forgot to mention, 20, I think it was 2011, one of the hey, most popular yeah, yeah, yeah. where they brought back everyone. And I was like, no. That- brought back everyone, except Razor To be fair, if they had brought him back in 2011, it wouldn't have been a good sight. That, 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 Oh my days! Wow, I know, right? There's there's a fun fact for everyone. You know, a lot of our subscribers are now like, "That's he did." Bubble was this year. No, check it out. <laughs> Never appeared in a rumble. Wow. Okay, mind blown. Legitimately yeah, blown. Winning. He never appeared. Yeah, I wasn't even talking win. I knew he never won, but I also I really thought he'd been out there. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ above. Okay. All right. Nuts, huh? Tough. Bro, all kinds of crazy. All kinds of crazy. So, yeah, wow. the EST wins the Women's Rumble. Then we came on to what I actually thought was a surprise match of the night. Fuck me sideways, this was good. Roman so, hold Reigns. on. So, going back to that, we're at 1-1. One, one. Yeah, a point for everyone, isn't it? So, I'm 2-1 ahead of you now. Yeah, I'm but I'm saying and got a point as well, just to get we everyone. We leave the guest at the door. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Okay, spoiler, Big Tone beat both of us. Okay, there we go. But I'm just keeping everyone on track in case they've figured out the numbers. Okay, next match. Current scores are 3-2-1. Two, cool. 1-2 to AJ, 2-2 two to, two to the Nicoholics, and 3-2 to Big Tone. <laughs> the next match, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns. We all called this one. God, it was good. <sighs> no, oh, it was good. You know, the one thing I want to bring up is that, Matt, it was so funny. I don't know if you saw this. Matt Hardy brought up the, the whole golf cart thing and was like, oh, copyright. Oh, but then, do you know what someone else done? What? Replied to Matt Hardy with a gif of Big Show, Raven and Kane in a golf cart being knocked over, which essentially is true. And apparently it goes way back into even Jerry King Lawler. But it was like, come on. Like, yes, in current times, it's there. But can I also say, the AEW golf cart was in humour. Roman Reigns was straight vicious. <laughs> Bro, Roman went beast mode in this match. It was, oh, mate. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this for a last man standing. I didn't expect this for a last man standing, but oh, it makes me so sad that KO isn't going to hold the title. There was actually a point, you know, when he handcuffed and I was like, he's won. He's fucking won. He's got him. They actually, and that, they put the E in WWE for me in that match because they, double V, the Viceroy of Verisimilitude, that was all sorts of Verisimilitude. They had me believing. They gave me... We all knew Roman was going to win. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. There was legit. The ref's on nine and he's not up. This is over. I was like, he's actually won. I was, I, actually, I was actually, I picked up my phone. I was getting ready to tap. I was like, oh my God, new champ. And he's like, oh, you motherfucker. You know the thing behind it. So invested. And I was like, well, that, for that reason, gets match of the night. It's like, it's like the cage match where he, you know, he was, 
literally couldn't do a thing and like there was no Jimmy and I'm like do you know Jay sorry and I'm like what what what's going on here? Yeah I was like there's, no someone's gonna come there's 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 no one and it was just that last second drag that I was like Roman whew. the whew. only thing that was obviously the end was a botch you know they they screwed up the ending the referee got to six and then they couldn't physically they actually had trouble with the handcuffs <laughs> You saw that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The referee got to six and for just randomly stopped counting. Because <laughs> the story was meant to be another referee comes out, they get to six, they unlock the handcuffs. And you could see Heyman going, arr, 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 handcuffs popping. It's like, okay, so we've got a botch on here. Do you know what, guys? People are calling, that means the match is shit. No, absolutely not. These things happen in wrestling. It sucks. You're talking about live stage performers doing very, very death-defying leaps of human stunting yeah sometimes yeah. technology not even technology just call it hardware sometimes hardware fucks up the story that was being told in this match had you buying that ko could have won and then the tribal chief and then the tribal chief went full tribal chief and smashed the referee's head in <laughs> literally that ref took a fly man damn he took it well. He took a bump like a awesome bump. Awesome, awesome, really bump. Well. awesome bump. Awesome bump. That was that was something to be said. Yeah, that was that, that, bro. That match was honestly one of the most. It's weird to say this considering it's the third time these guys are fighting, but it was the fact that it had me that invested means it was exciting, and I cannot remember the last time a match had me that invested in WWE. It's one of the most exciting matches I have seen for a long time. If we're defining excitement by the fact that, oh my God, I bought into the story they were telling me so hard. And I did. Yeah. All right. Okay. You're you're doing forklift. And again, to quote you, that wasn't a senton. That was a swanton. Yeah. 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 (laughs) KO didn't get hit by a golf cart. KO went through the golf cart. (laughs) And then it was like, hmm, so we did a bump on SmackDown a few years ago from the second level of the Thunderdome. Let's go up to the fifth. It's like, can we, what is this? Is Kevin Owens the new Jeff Hardy? Stop trying to kill him. (laughs) Him and his wrestling history, man. Fuck me, he can take a bump. Yeah, he's he's really, I don't want to say raised his stock, because I've got to be honest, from the day he popped up, he gave the pop-up powerbomb to Cena, he has just been someone to keep your eye on, man. Like I, I didn't think much of an NXT. But he's not the mold, is he? He's a bit tubby. He's not But you know what? He hadn't also he had an awesome universal title run. Let's not ever knock that, you know. Him and Jericho one, like one. he just doesn't feel like a guy who should like he's got everything, KO. He can take a bump, he can sell, he's got the mic skills. The only thing not on his side is that physique. And you just know, you just know. Like off air before, I took a lot of heat off of McMahon. I won't throw up McMahon no more anymore because you and me, we can do another piece on this, but you and me both discussed off air that there was a bigger picture than just bad creativity, right? But this is one thing where I've got to throw the hashtag McMahon no more up because it's like, dude, there are things beyond just big, beefy man-made. Like, this is a talent you've got. This do you know what? Do you know what it is? And I'm not knocking, and this is why I'm not knocking Vince because I don't know if he knew what was coming. They just knew they would bring him back. Roman Reigns, the chemistry these two have had has been off the chain. Oh, and the program that they've got 
I think post Mania you may see a KO title run. But this, this, think of it. You don't want to stop the tribal, the the, the head of the table at the moment. Well, but, I'm gonna throw something at you here. So Roman Reigns won this match, so we all got a point. So making the score four three two, yeah, yeah. But I don't think Roman's dropping at Mania, mate. I think Roman. I do think he's gonna drop at Mania, but I'm saying post Mania is when we could see it. I do think he might do a full year. I think he might do the full year, like SummerSlam or whatever. I think he's going to go to the next Mania. And I think he's going to be built up so damn hard. Like, who can beat this man? Yeah. Yeah. And it works. Like, it's not going to get stale. It's like, you love to hate the guy. (laughs) Do you know what? When we hated Roman because he was being booked poorly and he was, you know, babyface. Even then, the guy was... He's a hard guy to get down for a three. Like, it is hard to pin Roman Reigns. That's when he's an unbeloved baby face. Now we've made him, oh, Roman Reigns, we've made him the tribal chief. How hard is he going to be to pin now? Yeah, it's just a juggernaut. But that's the way he should have been booked. And this is, it, it's weird that it's, the, it's awkward, like, acknowledgement because it's the heel, but you you love this heel, but you can't love him because of the heelish stuff he's but this is the way he's a fucking sociopath. He's, he's, he's it's like, okay, yeah, oh, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it, oh, mate, it's, it's all kinds of awesome. It's all kinds of awesome at the moment. And yeah, if, if he if he goes mania to mania, I'm um, you know, too mania. I can see it. I can see it. I really fucking I can. don't have a beef with it. I don't. Like, he could legitimately just hang. He can. It's not going to get stale. He's playing. He plays the role too damn well. Him coming out every week on SmackDown and, you know, forget Goldberg's, you're next. Roman's going to be all about who's next. Yeah. Throw the yeah. fucking kitchen sink at him, bro. I, I reckon by this stage you could bring out Brock Lesnar and he'd bitch Brock Lesnar. Really? That is kind of like the impending target now, isn't it? It's like really guillotine Roman, uh, Brock out. Be like, Ooh. What's in Humania's time? Hollywood, isn't it? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! If you smile, la 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 la, I see someone coming back. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And let's be honest, Dwayne Dwayne needs a crowd. You can't bring Dwayne in, even if it's two nights of madness. Well, they have a limited crowd this mania, apparently. We'll I, don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's a good idea. But hey, hey it's been happening everywhere else. So who knows? Who knows? I'm not. I'm not for it. I'm just saying it's not out of the question. It's not out no, of the question. It's not. So Roman Reigns, for me, put on match of the night with Kevin Owens. I could go with that. I could go with that. But it certainly had me the most invested of anything. For sure. For sure. Um, And then we come to the last match, the Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, Big Tone predicted Daniel Bryan. His his dark horse was a good shout, was Brock Lesnar. And his Iron Man, again, great shout, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I predicted Daniel Bryan to win, dark horse being John Cena. Thought Iron Man would be Cesaro, and AJ, you picked Seth Rollins as your winner. Look likely when he came out at twenty nine. I was like, holy shit! Um, you picked Edge as your dark horse, and Daniel Bryan as your Iron Man. So I'd actually argue you had the most realistic of, of of the three entries. But AJ gets the point because his dark horse essentially won. Now, is it a bit sad that we're probably at this stage now not going to see a Daniel Bryan Rumble win? Sure, but you can't really complain with an edge win. 
I mean, the sad thing is, is that in in a world where Edge has just come back after high hiatus, it doesn't mean Daniel Bryan can't do it next year. It, watch it's SmackDown. not what we want. Watch Come SmackDown. In? Watch SmackDown. Okay. Fair enough. He has now officially positioned himself as if he hadn't done that enough. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body. Fun workouts and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I.com. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. We're Body, and we call that a body block. Take the fourth week off, and then start again. Choose a new body block each month. Have fun, avoid burnout. Reach your goals. But you're not going to quit on yourself today. You win? Start a body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I.com. Already is Drew Gulag. He is now officially the guy who's pushing over the guys who have not been given their dues. Two weeks in a row now on SmackDown, Cesaro has beaten Daniel Bryan. Bro, I get that. I get that. I, but it's very funny how you can convince me that someone... Put it this way, right? For all the crap that Drew McIntyre went for, would you have ever predicted him being a Rumble winner? Like, we kept calling it, but he always seemed to flounder. Yet when he won, we were all over it. If you want to give Daniel Bryan that accolade, it's not that hard to do it in the next two years. I think the ship sailed, mate. I believe it, but I'm just saying it's not impossible. The same way Kofi Kingston... Kofi Mania is something I never thought I'd witness because it was like, mm, well, that's got it happened. Kofi Mania didn't happen as a result of a rumble. That was a storm in a team. Yeah, but I'm just, I, but do you get what I'm saying? But do you get what I'm saying is that if you want to shift the side, you can in that sense. That's the only thing. Now, to build on that, I'm going to say something which a lot of people might say, that's fucking sacrilegious. Forgive me, but I, I'm coming from a point of I didn't see the big fucking Daniel Bryan run because I was in my wrestling hiatus and I was, you know, living on the other side of the world with limited access to wrestling at the time. I don't, I still to this day, don't entirely get the Daniel Bryan hype. I saw him a few times, like sporadically, because the annoying thing in where I was is that it wasn't like, you know, this day, this time wrestling's out. They seem to just show wrestling at random fucking moments where I lived. Um, and the few times I saw Daniel Bryan came out, he already had the belt. And I was like, already, I don't really like the look of him. I don't like this whole thing. I never got on board with the yes movement. And then the matches he was putting on, I'm like, meh. And then you've told me to go and watch some of his matches, like, you know, Bray Wyatt at the Rumble. And I saw it as a... Meh? <laughs> Sometimes it's in the heat of the moment. Sometimes it's in the heat of the moment. I mean, for instance, and people want to bury us and might want to unsubscribe. Nakamura Styles in NJPW didn't blow me for us away. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect example. So the way you... Not sold. The way you said I should watch the Bray-Daniel Bryan match, I felt about that. Like I felt about Nakamura Styles and NJPW. It, 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 meh. If there is a match, I will recommend you go back to watch, though, if you've never seen it. Go back to the Cruiserweight Classic. Cedric Alexander versus Koto Ibushi. Slow and methodical at the end. I've got Fucking... no difficulty believing that. 
awesome, awesome man. It was all kinds of awesome. It's one of those funny ones. I think in the moment it works, you know, and then the hype will never match it. Daniel, but it's weird. It's Because I remember when you first came back, you were like, who's this KO guy? And I'm like, bro, trust me. <laughs> and But KO has been consistent on TV since. Daniel Bryan, not so much. So it's a very difficult one. Um, has KO been consistent? Well, I mean, when he's on TV, what was he doing? When he's been on TV, go even go back to the Shane McMahon feud. No matter which feud he's been in, he's delivered. Oh, he's always been good. Yes, 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 yes. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's 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 in that element. Whereas Daniel Bryan has been few and far between. It's you don't see much. I'm not saying he's been shit, but it's like there's a feud. You know, we had the whole eco warrior, but it was it was also a different style of Bryan that had to be played out there. What I've seen from Daniel Bryan since he's returned from his retirement has not wowed me. And then I get that the love people are having for their return from retirement is because of the time they watched him while I was in hiatus and he took on Stephanie and Triple H. I know there's history there because I didn't see it. It's hard. It's hard. You know, I'm not going to watch an entire Daniel Bryan storyline run about him taking on Stephanie Tripp uh, and Trips. I've got only so much time and I'm still committed. to. Do you know what you need and it will come? Is that it will be a Daniel Bryan chronicle, best of, and it will just highlight the bits and it will build the story. I'll watch that that all day long. But the matches that people have recommended me to say go back and watch, you know, they're perfectly serviceable matches. I've said I would never say I've seen a bad Daniel Bryan match, you know, in that sense. Yeah, he's consistent, he'll put on a show, but they're not matches, you know, it's not like oh, Roman Reigns, it's not like Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. I'm like, that shit, I'm gonna remember. Oh yeah, it, it, bro, it is what it is. It, 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 see a match like that where I'm like, that I'm going to remember. You know, people are like, what about Kofi? That was Kofi mania. <laughs> but I got, I got to give it to him. He, he, he made it something as, as we've always said. That that point where you were like, don't you dare! Like it was a two point something. You, know. you said, don't you dare. You fucking jumped out your seat. <laughs> but yet, I feel like with certain guys, like, as good as they are, I notice I am acknowledging now he has never put on a bad match. I do recognize him as a talent. I'm just saying he's not ever been a guy who I'm like, wow, him. Yeah, wow. I get it. Do you feel like there's a lot of Kool-Aid drinking styles as another guy? You know, styles in fucking TNA. Wow. Wow. Style being the indie darling who came to WWE, sure. I think the whole house that AJ Styles built, ugh, ugh, hated all of that. And it you came in at the wrong time. You came in at the wrong time. Yeah, but that that was just bad booking. Is that having a guy like that hold the title that long at the expense of guys like Nakamura? Was that? Oh no, 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 no. There is there is no way to defend this shit. If you'd had a feud with them, like a Rock and Triple H, where the title kept changing and going back and forth, on board like a motherfucker. But just five matches of burial in title picture, I was like, oh, fuck this guy, man. And it's not AJ's fault. He's been told to do a job. I do recognize him as a talent. But I'm just saying there's certain Kool-Aid being drunk. Like, people lost their minds. Oh, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental title. Match of the year. Fuck off. (laughs) It was, it was decent. Good, it was a very was good TV match. match. Match of the year, get fucked. Nah, it was nowhere near that. It was nowhere near that. But you see how people jumped on it because it was AJ and Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't high caliber. It was an intercontinental title match. Essentially, they'd done a big build up to two very, very proficient wrestlers. For sure. That but the accolades of it's match of the year because it's Daniel and AJ. 
fuck off. <laughs> Stop. Put the Kool-Aid down. Stop buying what they tell you. Think. Listen. Watch. Don't yeah. just say it because everyone's saying it. Have an opinion. If you, if you really believe that, I mean, awesome. I'm not against you for that, but I'm just saying, you need to go watch some more wrestling because there was a lot of great matches that year. The one that constantly sticks out to me, I know you maybe say something like, I don't know, Edge and um, Edge and Randy, which was a hell of a match. I, my mind always seems to go to MJF Jungle Boy. Fuck, that match was good. Well, it was an awesome match. I'm not going to hate on it. I actually can't think of what my match of last year was, actually. Actually, I think it was one of the women's. I think it was one of the women's. Oh, Sasha Bailey, Hell in a Cell, that was a match. That, I think it could be that one, but like most of the women, I just find women's wrestling a lot more interesting than what, that, don't get me wrong, I am not hating on MJF Jungle Boy, but I just, it... There's nothing to hate. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all, not at all. And but, I'm not just saying it for the sake of being original. I watched that, and you remember my reaction directly after it, before I up, I went, bro, watch this fucking match. For sure, you did, you did, you did. You did. Um, I, yeah, I think 2020 was the year of the women for me, though. But hey, but yes, um, without digressing, yeah, we have um, Edge one. Edge was also the Iron Man, which the minute they announced Edge and Randy as one and two, I saw it. I, I was, but then do you know what? For all intents, oh, Randy came out without his burns. He's obviously been moisturizing very well. Indeed, indeed. But Randy wasn't far from Iron Man either. Literally by about a second. You know, give it 20 seconds between it. It was, you know, <laughs> well, entrance and what have you. There it was. But yeah, overall good rumble and leaves the ministry dudes at a point each. <laughs> a point each. Correct. Exactly right. Um, and I'll just put a score now for. And as far as the dudes go with Big Tone. <laughs> it, Big Tone is in the lead one to nil. Yeah, um, congrats, Big Tone. And guys, just don't be surprised if there are there might be more guest appearances when it comes to pay per view predictions. Um, Nico alluded to Brother Liam, so look out for it. Look out for it. And time permitting, we'll see how often these these scores come up. Now, Edge winning the Rumble leads us nicely. My God, forty five minutes on the Royal Rumble. I'm glad we started with this. Uh, right, so Edge winning the Rumble brings us into our first proper news story. We've only got three news stories this week, so no, four, so it shouldn't be that long. Right, so are we talking about Edge's opponent at WrestleMania confirmed? Yeah. What I like about Edge is he actually did show up at all three shows. He really gave it that which way will he go kind of feel. As much as we can all read into which way we know it's going, I believe. Yes. What I also think was good is he didn't only show up, he cut an equally great but equally relevant to that promo to that brand promo each time yeah. he showed up, like on Raw. You know, he what what he said to you was something along the lines of you being nice to me, man, but you got a target on you. Like you have you are holding something that I can come after. And then on NXT he shows up and he says to Bala. I love this brand. You put the W, the second W in WWE. I was like, well done, Edge. Very good. He And then he looked at Balor and went, that's interesting to me. <laughs> Never held that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but actually, Roman Reigns almost put his promo over. Watch SmackDown because Roman says, you disrespecting me? 
you go into NXT before you show up here. From a kayfabe perspective, obviously that makes sense. From a scheduling perspective, is that well, Roman, you are out on a Friday. <laughs> so what the fuck are you expecting? He's like, you disrespecting me? You messing around on NXT instead of coming to me? <laughs> it's so good. Then Edge comes out, and Edge comes out later. Roman interrupts him, and Roman brings you know Heyman and uh, and uh, Jay Uso with him. And the first thing Edge says is. You needed to bring your back up? Really? <laughs> Roman sends them away and Edge is like, I'm already renting space in your head, aren't I? I was like, yes, Edge! <laughs> fucking A! But then Roman Reigns dropped the fucking line and it's like, well, now we know who his opponent is. He's like, say my name. Acknowledge me. It's like, well, <laughs> that's fucking sealed the deal, hasn't it? He's called for an, ag- an acknowledgement that's not happening. Edge's opponent at WrestleMania is Roman Reigns. I mean, do you know what? Do you know the funny thing is, yeah? And this is where my head wavers is that I do agree with that. But then I've also got this thing that keeps ringing in my head that Edge was the guy who was helping creatively on Raw. So is it really going that way? And I'm like, it's written all over it. Spear versus Spear. It's, it's Bro, I saw, that, I saw that from the minute he threw it over. That's what I was like, this is actually a really good match as well. But it's like, as you've just said, you, you broke down each promo. Each one from Edge will be all kinds of awesome. Brilliant. Brilliant. But now, let me give you not a prediction, but a spoiler. Edge ain't winning. Edge ain't winning. That's fine. That's fine. Edge ain't winning. We ain't, we're not going to see a world title change at this year's Mania. Drew, is dropping. Drew is absolutely not dropping at Mania. Short of fucking Brock Lesnar coming out, he's not dropping. And I'm afraid you will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body, fun workouts and a week off, healthy eating and indulgence, liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. We're body, and we call that a body block. Take the fourth week off, and then start again. Choose a new body block each month. Have fun. Avoid burnout. Reach your goals. But you're not going to quit on yourself today. You win? Start a body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I.com. I'm this is a spoiler, not a prediction. Shout out to Paul Heyman. I said it before in the show. I see Roman Reigns holding that title until the following mania. And do, but do you know what? You've got awesome storyline telling in, in this as well. Is you can see Edge of the Guillotine and you know he's got a surgically repaired neck and they're like, don't do it. Don't do it. It has you fearing for Edge at the end of that match, you know? And it's like, oh my God, did you really go that deep, bro? But it, it, it's, it's written in the stars. Legitimately. One guy who could put Roman Reigns over as the ultimate fucking heel. Not that he isn't already. Oh, Roman Reigns, I acknowledge you. You are my tribal chief. But if you wanted one guy who could put him over even more because of the great success, uh, because of the great comeback story, because he's so fucking loved, it's Edge. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Can I also say it was nice to see Christian and Carlito come back? It, it feels really bad to not mention those two guys. That, that Carlito is stacked. 
What has he been eating? A fucking three chickens a meal? <laughs> An apple a day. <laughs> Bro, he's been spitting that apple out and eating the chicken. Trust me. That he boy. Was, he was he's a beast. <laughs> what was this? I'm not crazy about the 80s porn star, you know, goatee, but... It is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, good to see those two back. It is good to see him back, and it looks like he's going to be coming back for a little bit more on Raw. Yeah, so apparently Shelton Benjamin batted for him, actually, and apparently he's got like a free match tryout. He's going to be there for three weeks, and then he's going to kind of send him into MVP, be a bit of a producer, but also do a bit of in-ring. So it'll be cool. I like Carlito. I've always liked yeah. Carlito. He's the second best wrestler ever after Repo Man. Um... You're taking the... Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Repo Man is legitimately the best wrestler ever. It's the stupidest fucking gimmick in the world, and it would only exist in the world of wrestling. Tell me I'm wrong. No, to that degree, you're Therefore, right. Therefore, he's the best. <laughs> Now you've got a white Caribbean guy with an afro who spits apples in faces. Tell me another fucking medium where you can get away with that. <laughs> you can't. Not even in a fucking video game. Not even in something as radical. Here's a fucking throwback. Not even as something radical as Conker's Bad Fur Day. Could you get away with a white Caribbean guy with a big... But, but hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give, 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 give the Cologne family. Boy. He's a white boy. I don't know that hair. That, that's that's solid afro. Them. Have you seen his dad? He's got, yeah, bro. He's got he's got some. He's got some. Have of you seen his dad? I hear you, but like, he's a white boy. He's bro, a white boy. Uh, look, I'm not going to do it now. But check out his dad. His dad is not white by any means. His, well, then somebody in the family knew somebody that knew somebody. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Carlito well, isn't of the tanned complexion. Bro, I, I, no, because I, I, sorry, I have to do that. Like, I apologize for everything. Your skin color. My eyes do not deceive. I'm not Bro. saying what his roots are. I'm not saying what his race is. I'm saying the way he looks. Okay, okay, but <laughs> Vin Diesel looks like a white man. That means with, with tan, with tan, yeah. With with, tan. With, Vin it, Diesel it, is more tan than Carlito. It's it, exotic, isn't it? It's exotic. I don't know how to break it down. That olive skin, isn't it? No, just, the tangent to this was you cannot get away with selling a what looks to be white but is black if you want to really be pedantic, but what looks to be white but is black Caribbean guy with a big afro and big flashy cerulean shorts spitting apples in people's faces because they're not cool, man. It's like, come on, only in wrestling. Therefore, he is the second best ever after Repo Man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't argue it. Hey, a guy rising from the dead. I've seen that shit somewhere before. A guy who controls fire. Hey, Pyro, X-Men. I've seen this shit before. Repo Man. Talk to me about that. I mean, I'm sure I've seen the film of someone similar to Repo Man, but I mean, he was the hamburger brought to life, let's be honest. But... You can't. You just can't. <sighs> Your logic sometimes, I just, I, I've got to love it. I, I, I'm breaking down every other wrestler and I'm like, Stone Cold Steve Austin could be found in any given action film. Stone Cold Steve Austin is basically a cleaner version of Trevor from GTA 5. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, not that. Not that. Yeah, yeah. Find me a Carlito and a Repo Man and then come back. I mean... 
this is what you call lawyered. Let's move but, on. To, the I mean, to a degree, take away the apple. Some would say you're talking white Caribbean. Are we headed into like Draxel mode of true romance? Yeah, cool. Take away the cowl and you're talking about a, a, a rich billionaire. He has the apple. <laughs> that's that's like the argument in film critic is like, well, if Batman wasn't in it, it would wouldn't be good. Batman's in it. <laughs> what sort of argument is that? Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, right. so Edge's opponent at WrestleMania is Roman Reigns. Spoiler match prediction for me is Roman's going to win that, but Roman leads us in nicely into our next news story. Roman Reigns shoots an Undertaker. Shoots is a big word. This is how, how the story title was written because it's clickbaity. It's actually, shoots is not entirely fair. So Roman Reigns recently did an interview. Again, it was PW Insider. And it, go read it. It's a long interview. It was really, really good. Like they asked him a lot of really interesting questions. Like how does he feel about guys playing video games in the back or yada, yada, yada. But there are certain things he said. He did end with one little fired shot, but it was when he was in Tribal Chief or Roman Reigns character. The way he started off, he said, I actually don't think a lot of the things that Mark said are fair on the Joe Rogan experience. He says, I'm not taking anything away from what the... Let me bring up the statement. I'm not taking anything away from what those guys did, but you have to remember the Attitude Era and before was an era in which a drop kick was a finishing move. Also in the Attitude Era, they didn't have the constraints that we have to work with within the PG Era. So to work within those constraints of not being able to go as out as those guys used to be, while remaining family friendly, but also having to be more creative with the bumps that we create and take, I don't think it's fair to say the product got soft. Now, he has a point. <laughs> a drop kick did used to be a finisher. A DDT used to be a finisher. And I know you've got the paradigm shift in the education. I hear you, right? But they are having to get quite creative. Now, the double irony to this is that one of Roman Reigns' finishes is a Superman punch. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) Roman, (laughs) anyone else saying that? I'd be like, I hear you. But like, and it's weird to apply also to The Undertaker. So the guy who does the Superman punch is saying to the guy who does the tombstone this. It's like, (laughs) okay. But there is a lot of sense in what he's saying. There really is. What the guys now are having to do, working within the constraints of being PG and having to get more creative with the bumps they take. Just look what we were saying about KO and Roman just a few moments ago. He's Mm -hmm. he's got a point. He's absolutely got a point. And then he finished off the interview by saying, this is why I say he went into tribal chief. I don't know, man. It just feels like an old guy trying to get some gangster cred. I was like, ah! Yes, Roman. I did see that line. I did see that line somewhere, and I was like, "That shot's fired." But you got you got to defend your own, and you know what? I mean, one of the key things as well, and I'm not saying it's kayfabe, but I'm not saying it's fake. Uh, oh, it's real. Sorry, is hopefully having Undertaker like the measuring stick put that kind of flame up your ass. It it, it makes you want to be like, okay, cool. And I mean, yeah, Roman's shown the constraints, which you can't deny. But it's like, okay, dead man, you you want to see us raise the bar? All right, cool. This is what we'll do. And yeah, in that we got KO versus <laughs> KO and Roman going to town. Yeah, like, we do. You never know. I, I actually think, you know, Roman does seem to now be, he does seem to be the new Undertaker in the sense that he kind of seems to be the, the general backstage, right? He's 
I, I, I admire him for standing up for his people. And I think I admire him t- despite the last kayfabe shot. I like the way he went around about it. Yeah, but you've got to realise certain things and acknowledge certain things. Like, you know, one thing I've always heard Cena say when he was on the Stone Cold podcast, and I think guys like Edge will show it as well, is there needs to be a point, as much as it's PG, push the barrier, show them, look, okay, it's PG, but this is what we can do and what have you, and this is what we'll rate, and that's how these guys got over. But apart from that, I, you know, 100% agree. I, You know, there are limits. You know, let's be honest, and I mean for the better, but chair shots to the head were regular. Like there wasn't an episode of Raw without it. Mm-hmm. Can't do that now. So there are limits there. How often do you go back and look at an old pay per view and see a chair shot and you're like, oh, geez, don't do that. It's so weird, man. It is so weird. It is such a weird one to see. You, you just kind of feel it. You're like, oh, they don't do that anymore. You just really feel like, yeah, yep, it's you know, good. It's good. That they oh, don't get me wrong. Right? You know, it, it's I sad. Don't know how what... Mick Foley's not a vegetable? Can I just say that <laughs> the amount of chair shots to the head that guy used to take was like, motherfucker. Have you ever seen Beyond the Mat? Yes. That one where Rock just has to apologise because he didn't realise how much of a swing he took. It was just insane. Absolutely insane. You know, it, It's sad because I remember hearing all the aluminium chairs or what have you, and I always thought, like, you know, it's there. When you realise that these guys literally used to bite down, it, ooh, ooh, it's, it's sad. It is sad. Um, can I also say we would be very remiss to have not said it. R.I.P. Butch Reed. Like, that should have opened the show. Um mm. Yeah, uh, a legend who's gone age of 66. Condolences to friends and family and obviously the wrestling fraternity. Yeah, just wanted to get that out before I forgot. So fucking young. Like, if that's the benchmark for how old you live, by that definition, we're both middle-aged now. Don't. Don't. You know what I'm saying? It's so young. So scary. So scary. Right. Yeah. Okay, we talked legends. Now we're going to talk current, well, former current stars. Lars Sullivan and Steve Cutler released from WWE. So, I mean, I don't have much to say about the Steve Cutler. The Lars Sullivan is is quite quite the story. Well, the the reason I want to hit the the, the Steve Cutler one, and I'll I'll touch on it very quickly, is they're saying he got released because of COVID. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I just think it's crap. I do, like I just want to acknowledge that that people are saying Vince sacked him for COVID. You've had your champion. Maybe, maybe wait, wait, wait. what we don't know is maybe he breached COVID regulations. We don't know that. that well, if he breached it, that's up. different. But they yeah, yeah. so far they're just saying he contracted. And I'm like, come on. Nah, fuck off with that. Talk to me about Austin Theory then. Come on. Well, bro, the rest of them, bloody Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, like it's. Been a few people yeah, Drew McIntyre is a great example. He's literally there on the fucking flagship show saying, I've got it. Like, <laughs> yeah, stupid. Stupid. But it, it, unfortunately, right? lost it so quickly. Can, did, did no one really think to question that shit? Why did I say it happened back in Jan? It's weird. It, it just happened yeah. back in Jan. And Sorry, I just realized we're in February. That was a very stupid statement. Um, but, bro, I don't know. I have no idea. That's just one of those things. Where I'm not going to make a big fucking conspiracy about it, but they're not in such advanced stages as we are in the UK of having the vaccines readily available. I just, do you know what? With this, I just find it unfortunate because I actually thought it was a good push for it. the former Forgotten Sons and Baron Corbin, and it just felt like it's going to be a bit dead in the tracks. So, where the fuck are the wolves? Uh, the 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 the, wolf, uh, the knights of the lone wolf? Like it vanished. Well, one's gone now, so it makes it kind of difficult, doesn't it? Yeah. To have that, it feels a bit 
feels a bit Buddy Murphy, doesn't it? I mean, if you've got just the one guy. It really fucking does. Yeah, where's he gone? They're trying to find something for him naturally because the whole of the story's gone absolutely nowhere. Especially when she's posted up her actual boyfriend on social media. Go figure. God almighty. Um, I don't want to start a big conspiracy theory, but you look at the vaccination process, you know, you, you there's a waiting list. I appreciate the VIPs and the sports stars. I don't agree with this, but they are given priority to get the vaccine. I think that's wrong, but that's the world we live in. But it's a, it's a two-jab process. And once you've had the first jab, it's 12 weeks until you can have the second jab. Mm-hmm. That wasn't 12 weeks between him announcing and him appearing again. It was a week. <sighs> Either he didn't have it, which is bad to lie about it and try and get, you know, real fire under him that oh, he beat COVID. So either he didn't have it or he's still got it and he's walking around a locker room with around other guys having COVID. Either way, it's not good. In that case, then, yeah, yeah. Now we're breaking down into a yeah. But you have to break it down. This is why you know it's this, bro. I, this is more of a UK thing, but it's why I say to you like James O'Brien. It's why I say you know throw fire at GTA Five sometimes, and you know people who don't hear my full rant now are going to be like, why do you not like GTA Five? I love GTA Five. I hate what the online thing has become. What I'm saying is you have to question things sometimes. One minute we're being told by this big corporation, hey, our main guy has COVID. Next week he's back on TV. Now he actually done two weeks now. But it's 12 weeks between the first and second. No, but you are in terms of actual off. quarantine. Quarantine doesn't mean the virus stops, though. No, but this is, I don't think it's spreadable. Do. Sorry, I just realised we're between Cutler and McIntyre here. Fine, but... But quarantine is what you do when you, you, like you did what I did. You go and, you know, film in Mexico. I didn't get it. I got tested before going. I got tested when I came back. You still quarantine because you've it's got a fucking... Yeah, but if if... For instance, my sister's had it, right? Right. Now, with that, she wasn't allowed to leave the house for 10 days. Following that, she's allowed to go back out and do what the hell she wants. They haven't actually vaccinated her. I'm saying. It's not a WWE thing. This is like a world thing. Like it's, I don't get it. Like Maybe I'm not informed enough and there's people screaming down their phones or wherever you're listening now going, so fine. But I believe as much as you may have traces of the virus on you, it's not, it's not passable by 10 days. After 10 days. That's an incubation period. You having it doesn't mean you're cured. Yeah, but you can't transmit it. I I don't know. I don't know. But I'm only saying it's based on the different kind of symptoms. You can either be asymptomatic where you don't feel a damn thing. So you're willing to go back to work because you're now not able to pass it on. Or you're feeling like shit, in which case you wouldn't come back. Mm. It's the only way I could play it. Anyway, yeah, I don't want to start a big conspiracy theory thing. So, yeah, um, let's talk about Lars Sullivan. Sullivan's a weird one for me. Controversial motherfucker, ain't he? I mean, storyline-wise, there were so many stuff that I'm like, why didn't they release this guy? And then when he did, it was a bit random. But, you know, you've got guys like Tyson Tomko, Gene Snitsky. Mike, Mike Knox, th- th- these guys who were just big, but without being rude, big for nothing. It's like you always knew they're not going to get over. And Sullivan just felt like another one of those to me. So I know you saw him in NXT, which I didn't. So you got good. a bit more. Legitimately, he was good. He was. He was. He was something. He was something. But 
So the final straw, the reason they fired him, obviously we know back in 2019, all those bought all those messy um, messages that he left on message boards resurfaced. that had racism, homophobic slurs, you know, the works, right? And for that, he got fined a hundred grand and suspended. Yeah. Then a fucking porno movie with him came out. Not great. So they keep him off TV for a bit more. Now, the reason they got rid of him this time, the final straw, you know, they start start to, started to bring him back, what was it, six months ago, maybe now? Maybe less, maybe more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like yeah he, he, came, he came back. He was cutting these weird promos about making his, the bullies at school eat glass, which was weird, because if you're making people eat glass, doesn't that make you the bully? But anyway, um, turns out that he was, you know, harassing people, and there was evidence on Instagram of this that was shared to the company of him sending harassing messages, and that was the final straw. And... Man, I'm afraid to say, look, him making a porno, I think, has no fucking bearing whatsoever as a human being. It does, obviously, if you're the face of a massive entertainment organization, you can't be going to do that. I'm sure there's some level of contract violation there in terms of um, brand imaging, right? I'm sure that there's something there. But talking about it, so that, obviously, from a business point of view, conflict of interest. But as a human being, he's not a good one racism homophobia sexual harassment i mean do you know they tried to impeach donald trump for less for christ's sake i mean do you, do you know not that i'm against that i hate donald trump and listen it's, it, it, the, the thing about sullivan that always confuses me yeah is like i mean it's not that it matters but it does matter in this context is dude you made gay porn and then you're just putting out homophobic slurs like what the hell mm. it, it, i didn't realize it, it was gay porn it was, it was. And this is where I was like, what, what is going on? Like, and it is, you know, on top of it all, it just puts it down to, and don't get me wrong, I've heard there are straight guys who do gay porn uh, by proxy. Anyway, I'm not even getting into that, but like to, it makes it's you. I'm a thespian. It's like, yeah, you're still getting a hard on another man. <laughs> the action by proxy means at, at very best bisexual, but you know, um, but, you know, furthermore, what I'm trying to get at is, above all of this poisonous hatred you have, you're also a hypocrite. Because, you know, it's just, yeah, it's not it's not a good shade. It's not good shade. It's and good. I have a feeling he wasn't like, because, I, 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 you know, there was a point, I think he put out tweets, even to, like, Becky Lynch, right? He tried to chime in once, and her reply just made him delete every comment in between. I think KO even shut him down once. Like, he essentially sounds like a twat i'm not trying to be rude like i don't this is what i was about to say he sounds like a twat his actions are that of a twat and unfortunately i would never ever condone judging someone by the way they look but he does look like a white supremacist and he's behaving like one yeah yeah you can't deny that the only thing i will say i haven't read enough depth in it if he looked like that and he was like the sweetest guy in the world, I'd be like, get the fuck off his case. Don't be nagging him on the way he looks. It's not his fault he was born big, fucking huge, hairy and bald. Hairy and bald. Chest hairy, bald head. Um, but when you beh- when you look a certain way and then, you know, it's it's almost like self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? It's like, yeah. You look like a white supremacist. Like, it's, it's, it's fucked up that we live in a world where people are going to judge you based on how you look. That's fucked up. I don't condone that. But when you do behave that way, it's like, Dude, help yourself. Yeah. Just help yourself. Exactly. Exactly that. Exactly that. You know, you know, you look at someone like, I'm not saying he looks like a white supremacist, but it doesn't get more Southern than Jamie Noble. Yeah, he's meant to be one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet in the back. You know, it doesn't have anything. Yeah, you know. 
but journey uh, alone is not his fault, right? Yeah, but, but you know, know, one thing I will say, and I'm, I, I haven't got enough research in it to talk, but I do believe at one point he said he was dealing with. I mean, it's not a defense, but there is some kind of mental health issue going on. I think we're talking severe depression on his end as well, which. Hopefully he can address some of these issues, but Fine. it doesn't excuse you being a racist or a homophobe. So. No, it doesn't. And wrestling, the wrestling world, as sad as it is, is inundated with stars who suffer from mental health issues. The most famous, of course, being The Rock, right? Who suffers from depression. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. There is a slew of fucking stars. I'm not going to yeah. name and shame. No, no, no. Well, I mean, there's no shame, but yeah. Name and name, but... Yeah, it's it's something that's sadly prevalent in the wrestling industry. It's prevalent well, in the world. Let's be honest, to the world. Life, yes, sure, but it is something that is there is an so there are people who work in sales that suffer from depression, but it is a minutia of a percentage. It seems to be a very very large percentage of wrestlers who suffer from some sort of mental health issue. Yeah. So yeah. that you know that's maybe something the company should think about exploring the same way as they do juice tests allegedly the same way as they do juice tests the same way as they check people for covid and concussions maybe wwe again i'm not blaming them here i'm just you know the world is still a very very weird place when it comes to mental health but maybe they need to think about do you know what i think and i think it does need some form of counseling is that it's the curse of the performer in such a you know it, it's really bad you know i've heard of it that you know you could take a rock star they they, they tour the state you know they they're on tour each night they're on stage but going back to the hotel room is so lonely it's lonely as fuck yeah and they, I, I, they have 10 minutes 10 minutes to shine yeah if you undertake and Shawn michaels you have an hour fine between 10 minutes up to an hour depending on your level and depending on how you're booked but even that an hour out of 24 yeah. You know, it's yeah. not much it's not much it's lonely travels on the road it's lonely hotel rooms you know you make some friends sure you know if you're lucky like Seth and Becky you find your life partner happy days sure but it's 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 a tough life these guys live man oh, yeah. for they're sure really fucking I mean it's you know I'm not asking for pity they're paid they're not all but a lot of them are paid nice figures and you know they get their moments of fame but it's it's tough fucking lives they live. And yeah, Lars Sullivan just doesn't sound like someone who deserved the fame based mm. on how he behaves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell you too, what, too much negative press. So much negative press. But to talk about the push he was going to be given, like, bro, they were lining him up to take on Lesnar and Cena independently. Like, the push was big. They were behind this guy. <laughs> I, I just said it's, it's one of those for me that I've seen those guys that were meant to be there, even though they'll get those matches, you don't know where it's going. So it, it's big, but I need to. I, in honesty, my Sullivan viewing isn't enough for me to be like I can believe it. I, I just feel like it would have been that guy who they tried to push and it would have failed. So that, I mean, to yeah. it or not, that's how they were planning on booking him. No, no, no. This is what I'm saying. It's, it, it's believable, but yeah, sometimes it's it's those ones that you always look at and think, yeah, you tried it, stop it happen. But hey. It could have happened. It definitely could have happened. I mean, him and Lesnar would have been quite something, but he's not a choice human being and he's been removed from, uh, you know, public viewing. And to that, I actually have to say I applaud WWE. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're a racist, a homophobe, and a a sexual harasser, you don't belong with a big shadow. An overall bigger, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Right, okay. At worst, you should be in jail. At best, you should be in fucking therapy. Indeed. 
couldn't have said it better. Right, here we go. This last story. Oh. Oh. No, now, can I tell you, can I, can, can I be as real as possible on this? And it's Please. not, I know you're going to be like, oh, here we go with the AEW hating. It's not. Here we go with the AEW. No, 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 no. Because I, I knew you were going to say this, but. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body. Fun workouts and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one. Work out with us for 30 minutes. Feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. We're Body, and we call that a body block. Take the fourth week off, and then start again. Choose a new body block each month. Have fun. Avoid burnout. Reach your goals. That you're not going to quit on yourself today. You win? Start a body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. I think you're also going to be on side because it's something you've been singing for the longest while. Mm-hmm. Kenta turning up? Cool. The link with NJPW? All kinds of cool, right? The go to sleep? Good. Moxley's selling has to be the worst selling of a move I have ever seen. 100% agreed. It was heartbreaking. I was like, what are you doing? How do you, first of all, drop that way? And then this weird sit up to drop back down. I was like, what have you been doing? How, how, it actually made me question how, like, I know you're something you said you've never seen, but I was like, how do you feel worthy of actually ever being on top of any promotion with that kind of shit? And it was the worst thing I've ever, it actually damaged uh, the, one of the coolest moments you could have ever pictured. Right, like for those who don't know who Kenta is, Kenta was formerly Hideo Itami. Like, if we are being completely real and taking the excitement of the NJPW brand being on AEW, so put that aside a minute. We will come back to it because it's all sorts of exciting. That wasn't the best GTS I've ever seen. He didn't (sighs) land the move the best, and Moxley sold it even worse. But I'm wondering if it's because it was hit because of the guy who took it. Part of the move is the person selling. It's not like the knee didn't connect to the forehead. Do you get what I'm saying? And I'm just saying sure. Mox just, I just felt like it should have been anyone else, but because it just it just looked terrible. Seeing it like you see the attack, you see him unveiling, I was like, oh my god, wow! Like where are we? You know, it, I always said I'm not sure if NJPW's in it, but I just saw it. And I, then I, I, I was so disappointed in that drop. The rest of it is all kinds. The drop of cool. was horrendous. The drop was absolutely horrendous, bro. That's that's not hate on AEW. It wasn't, and that's the thing. It was absolutely like, not hate. I on didn't AEW. want to be the guy to knock that I moment. Will be the first, to fucking point the finger and say when we bring in AEW, you've always got an element of negativity about you. You do. This doesn't qualify. It was like it was such a cool moment, and again, I still won. Like the Did one you thing see the main was... event though before the, his arrival. No, no, no I've just. Oh I've my just... fucking god! Ray Phoenix is not from this fucking world. Bro, he might be the best wrestler on the planet at the moment. I've said this once or twice intermittently in the past few weeks and months. There is no one alive like him at the moment. And I'm not saying that because I'm a fucking mark for Lucha Libre. I am. There's no doubt about that. What he's doing is... What he's doing... This is a big fucking statement. What he is currently doing in the ring feels transcendent. The same way as what Ray Ray... 
the, the original reign, Mysterio and Psychosis did at that match at Bash at, Bash at the Beach in 96. You know, it was like... Sorry, I have to stop match. you. Ray Mysterio Jr. Because his uncle Ray was Mysterio the original reign. Yeah. Oh, you're quite right. Ray Mysterio Jr. and Psychosis. That match they had at Bash at the Beach in 96, that was, you know, that ushered in a new era of Lucha Libre. It was like, this is what we can do now. This is what this new generation of guys can do. It felt transcendent. It felt like a fucking landmark moment. Bro, what Ray Phoenix did in this match is, I honestly believe something when you and me in 20 years' time still hosting this podcast are going to look back and be like, do you remember the Ray Phoenix match <laughs> at Beach Break in 2021? Yeah. No, honestly, bro, it was, he's been tearing it up the last few weeks, even that he, we all knew he was going to lose to Omega, but fuck me the match those two put on. This was something else. He's, this is what bro, it's about. he's unreal. He is unfucking real, this guy. And I think someone needs a bit like a bit like when Bradshaw used to drop the fucking clothesline from hell and it was like, can someone remind Bradshaw that this isn't real? Ray Phoenix sometimes needs to be reminded, like, Ray, chill. <laughs> because dude, the shit this man does. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He, he's a talent. He's a he's a he's a straight up talent. He is a straight up talent. I'm not gonna deny that. Knock it. And they booked him as that. What I loved about this is that you, you know he was the hot tag. That's what was so fucking cool. Good. Good. Pac had a moment. Mox was the one who started. Phoenix came in as the hot tag, and he took the pin also. But he was the hot tag. And there's a reason to this. You know, they're not about to pin fucking Mox given. Kenta arriving, you can't undersell him like that as the guy who just lost. And no. again and again, I believe Pac is the guy who's going to take the title off of Omega. No, strike that, strike that. Hangman will take the title off of Omega. Pac will take the title off of Hangman. They're in this for the long run with Pac. They're going to build him like fuck. But to do that, as we were saying off air before, you can't have him losing directly. You can have him losing a tag match or a triple threat tag match. You can't have him directly being pinned. So I think they're going to be protecting back. So ultimately, it was always going to be Omega and the Good Brothers who were going to win. You couldn't pin the other two guys. Phoenix took the pin, but he was the fucking highlight reel. They balanced that the, everything in that match was just so fucking well balanced. Like this guy needs to be protected for X reason. This guy needs to be protected long form storytelling for Y reason. These guys clearly have to win. There's only one guy who can lose, but he's arguably the best guy on the planet for wrestling at the moment. He's the hot tag. Just it was so well planned. Everything about that match was so well planned. So, bro, it, honestly, it's my contender for match of the year. I mean, and we're only, we're, we're only in like February, but fuck me, what a match! Um, oh, it is what it is. It is what it is. But then Kenta showing up just added that. You know, yes, the GTS was a fuck up. And also I found out that Kenta didn't ignore... Uh, so it's very weird what's happening here. It could be like a three-way invasion what's going on. Because Kenta apparently... It wasn't any of that going on with Omega afterwards. There was no too sweet. Now, he's That's still cool. mad beef with Omega for leaving Bullet Club. But... But Kenta's not Bullet Club, is he? Go to Sleep Club. He is Bullet Club. Bro, I just saw it on the t-shirt. I didn't think he actually joined them. No, he is Bullet Club. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Of course I didn't know he joined. I didn't know he joined. I've, I've been out of it with NJPW, in, in honesty, sadly, it's stupid because it's 
It's awesome. Oh, it's all kinds of awesome. They, 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 they always put out a show. They always put out a show. They, they, they don't have the pageantry of the others. No. WWE, but my God, can they put the rest? The of athleticism in it is, is pretty much akin to that. They are globally recognised, and we should be getting them weekly. But I think it's on Roku, which is going to be a bit interesting for UK. We, TV. we have Roku in the UK yet. Well, the thing is, I heard it was. I think it's on one of my apps. I heard you know? I, not ITV. I heard um, BT were getting it. I doubt it. They've got WWE. Do they have WWE? Who BT? Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Ron Smackdown come on BT Sport, bro. I did not know that. Yeah. I watch I watch them online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BT Sport has it. Which also doesn't help in terms of numbers for because it's that previous subscription. But... You know who they should go with? Amazon. <sighs> because they don't need to do the what we were talking about last week. They don't need to do the, you know, WWE business model of going with different um, different uh, streaming services in each country in order to maximize profit. WWE can leverage their name against that. New Japan certainly cannot. I think they've got their own thing, but I think I'm not sure if we've got Roku over here. But when I read an article just yesterday, it seemed to imply that we did, and I was like, really? So I'm not sure, but I get what you're saying. Uh, There's too many streaming services. This is a problem. This is actually a problem. There are actually too many. Like people are like, oh, by saving money on the cinema in the long term, you guys are getting fucked. If you really believe that streaming is going to cost you less than cinema, most people don't do what AJ and I do, which is go to the cinema weekly, right? When it's open. If you all are paying monthly for multiple streaming services, believe me, the cinema is cheaper. Yeah, probably, bro. I mean, the one fifteen a week. By the time you start adding each stream, I mean, the Disney only... Plus, Netflix, Amazon, those are like the three holy grails which people pretty much need, especially yeah. if you've got a family. Then you start adding in your BT Sports, which is an additional pay package, or your Sky. That's additional. Then you start adding in your lesser known ones, like your Peacocks and your Rokus. Then you start Brick adding in ones which have got a reason. They're lesser known, but they've got a fucking reason, especially now, even though I think Warner Brothers fucked the movie industry with this. HBO Max. That's eight streaming services you're paying for, even if it's $5.99 a month. That's yeah, 45 quid. Already. That's 40 to 45 quid you're talking about, yeah? Like, you are paying more for streaming than you are for cinema. And the problem you have with Amazon is that you have sub-subscriptions as well, such as your MGMs, your Stars, your... your like, it me off no end, but anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, Kent is showing up on... Yeah, it's, it's really cool the way that he didn't acknowledge Omega. So that kind of opens it up to be almost like a three-way brand fight. It's just... If they've got some sort of corporate deal in the back between Tony Khan, the big wigs at NJPW, and Don Callis over an Impact, if they're all managing this in the background to be multiple cross-brand promotions, fascinating. Do you know what it brings to me? It brings back the traditional form of wrestling. I think you're looking at your old school NWA where you've got different territories. And if managed right, it could go well. If managed wrong, and I'm not saying it's been managed wrong, but do you remember there's that point where we were like, what exactly is happening for Impact? Is it actually helping them? You know, it's just those little tweaks behind it. There is that. There is also my underlying question is, and no one's been able to answer this, not you, not anyone on on our wrestling group, and we're all quite, I'd like to have answered that. No one can actually explain this invasion angle to me. Yeah. 
AEW champion has been poached by the head of Impact, and he's appearing on Impact, which is actually boosting their ratings. And then, and that is that's beyond question. They made me interested in Impact again. That's just a fact. Then Tony Khan is paying for advertising space a la NWO on the other program, thereby further boosting their ratings. Then the Impact Tag Champs are appearing on AEW, thereby giving them for who sorry, is Impact who's invading who? Yeah. Because the way it's being sold is that it's Don Callis and Kenny Omega who did a screw job on AEW. It's like doesn't feel did you, that way. Did you really though? Yeah. Did you it's, it's, it's uh, all kinds of awkward, all kinds of awkward. But I'm, I guess it's getting to a point where I can't concentrate. Sure, maybe calling it an invasion's all wrong because it doesn't feel like an invasion at this point. It actually just feels like cross cross brand fighting. But that, again, all... but but again, if you book it that way and don't lead us to believe it's an invasion, each time it's like, oh my god, what is he doing here? Kind of feel to it. And oh my god, the impact guys are on our show. Then maybe I wouldn't be so confused. Because don't get me wrong, there was a point where Global Force Wrestling and Impact didn't see it, but they were clashing. We knew what was going on. Hmm. You know that was the tournament. Here, it's again. I could be completely wrong because I didn't see it at the time. But here, it feels like the other show keeps on invading. It's out of control. How did they get the power to do this? Hmm. Yeah, everyone's politely there, and it, it's it's like yeah, as you said, if a guy's just stolen your champ, why are you now sitting in? The crowd and paying for adverts, so it, 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 it it's weird. It needs ironing out to be awesome. Put it that way, it's good, but to be awesome, it needs, it needs ironing out for the story to be awesome. But in terms of the potential, I'm seeing of oh, bro, all day on long. different brands, it's so exciting. Uh, all day long, all day long. It, it, it's you know, it opens up so many different avenues. Oh, which... And bro, can you just imagine if we get like something book like old club? The original Bullet Club versus this new club. So there's an interesting thing that's come out recently where Finn Balor's like literally tweeted all of the guys and was like, he kind of like the OG has acknowledged everyone. Like, yeah, I see you guys. It's cool. I like what's going on now. Yeah, he ain't even champ though. Come on, come again. Yeah, but he's NXT champ. He's not going anywhere. He's I know, I know. No, he's not going anywhere. He ain't going anywhere. He's 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 a WWE boy now. That that's home for him. But. It, it just makes you think. The only thing about it is that there is a Wednesday night war, but you do kind of think to yourself, are WWE going to finally succumb? It's, it's weird. It could it could just be trolling. It, it, it's weird. But, you know, we're, we're in a world where we've got so many dream matches. It's like, there's just one last piece of the element missing. But, yeah, hey. But you've also got Adam Cole. You've also got AJ Styles. You've got a lot of guys who could still be there. I don't... I think... I actually think it's a discredit to the story to focus on the Bullet Club guys who are currently in WWE. For me, it's like park them, rest them. Like I'm much more interested in this prospect of not only the New Japan Bullet Club, but for, dude, guys like Okada coming over to AEW. Like bro, how I'm just looking Okada Omega match. Like fuck. Me. I'm just looking at all levels of just wrestling being an open world again, as opposed to even looking at just the Bullet Club spectrum. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. You know when That's Triple H says we're open for business, it would be cool to actually see wrestling open for business. But then it means what are you contracted to? That's the only thing I'm 
And I'm not even looking at it in the WWE world. I'm looking at it in wrestling. For me, that's a really simple fix. You've got stars who are contracted to brands. Those brands pay the checks. But, you know, within their contract, it stipulates that they can appear on other brands. It will still be their, you know, their parent brand that pays their checks. And, you know, between the two parent companies, you then get, you know, endorsement rights. You then get you know, uh, merchandising, profit. There's there's so many easy ways they you can know, go about this. This is not a difficult mountain to build. Do you know there's one thing I always said, and, I, and this is when WWE took over WCW, right? Keep the shows as separate as hell, but every now and again, not Mania, because Mania is your golden trophy for your yeah. thing, but once a year, right, it would be nice to just see everyone come together and give people those dream matches. Yeah, it gives Survivor Series a new fucking meaning, wouldn't it? Fuck Survivor Series. I always say bragging rights. I say bring back bragging rights. I think bragging rights would be the ultimate kind of pay-per-view, which they've dismissed now, but it was essentially Raw versus SmackDown. The way they're doing it with Survivor Series now, I I like Survivor Series when it was the chance of seeing the New Day tag back together because one's on SmackDown, one's on Raw. Survivor Series is fucked now. I don't know how we can still consider it to be a big four. Like, for me, can I be real? Can I tell you what should be what should replace Survivor Series as the big four match, given that it actually has a serious fucking long-form element of importance? Money in the bank, all day long. It means something to win a money in the bank, really. For, I mean, d- despite this last year's fuckery with Otis and Miz, normally. But again, this is the really thing. Some people had wondered had everything been done with money in the bank, hence this way being a bit different was the only different spin that they can think of at the moment. It's weird. It is a weird. The other thing they need to do if we're talking pay per view series, they have, I said this, I think, two weeks ago, they need to bring back King of the Ring and make the King of the Ring winner the challenger for the title at SummerSlam. That just needs to fucking happen. Bro, even if it doesn't have a title challenge, just King of the Ring itself means Uh, something. No, no, fuck that. Don't do it if you're not going to do it properly. Because then what you get is you get guys who have got potential to be really good, like Baron Corbin, strutting around for a fucking year, calling themselves the king. Or go back further, like Booker, right? I want to see pay-per-views which have got consequences. King of the Ring, build up to that, you know, the tournament build up, and then the winner having a shot at SummerSlam not only makes that King of the Ring pay-per-view important, it also creates the road to SummerSlam. The way you have the it road. Doesn't, it doesn't, because as, as someone who watched it from the traditions of Bret Hart, Edge, Austin, mm. all of these guys didn't have a title shot behind it. Kurt Angle, you know, that, none of these guys got a title shot behind it. That doesn't make it right. I'm saying, I'm just saying it doesn't need it, but it gives you that element of prestige to tell you where you're going with it. Needs anything. We're talking in a world of how to make the product better, and I'm saying if you've got pay per views which aren't just you know there for the sake of their life, legitimately, what did we say last week about this Royal Rumble card? Yes, we were all pleasantly surprised at the quality of the matches on display, but the people actually in the matches, excluding the Royal Rumbles, of course. Every single one of those matches was a match we'd seen either the last week at the last pay-per-view or the last two pay-per-views. There was lack of originality in terms of the people wrestling. Oh, for sure. That I agree. That I agree with. So you need to create pay-per-views which have got, okay, the guy who won this pay-per-view, it's not just going to be, well, they're going to wrestle again at the next pay-per-view and it's going to be maybe a different result, maybe the same, but it's basically the same two wrestlers. Create some pay-per-views where the guy who actually comes out of that pay-per-view is like, oh, shit. That's why I'm making an argument for Money in the Bank to be one of the big four now and get rid of Survivor Series because it has become, honestly, in-fucking-consequential given that you're doing the brand the brand trade two weeks before. How are you going to tell me a guy who was on Raw two weeks ago is now coming and being like, too sweet, I'm Team SmackDown. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I agree. Up. 
you know, do the brand, do the brand directly after Mania. That would make the world of sense. Have guys embedded into their brands for longer, and then fucking Survivor Series makes sense again to do Raw and SmackDown. But to do Raw versus SmackDown when you've literally swapped everyone two weeks before, it, 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 no. So it's weak as fuck. So Survivor Series has lost its fucking impact because of their scheduling. I don't know how it takes two British idiots to fucking see the shit and the guys paid millions can't see the shit. It fucking staggers me. But yeah, fuck Survivor Series because it's becoming consequential. Money in the bank has consequence. The person who wins that and the, the woman and man who win that have a fucking title shot. Therefore, it has consequence. And what I'm saying is you could bring another one in there. King of the ring. Give it consequence. Bring it back. Give it consequence. I've always wanted King of the Ring back. Always wanted it back. With title stipulation. Because then you are... But, but bro, by proxy, you're creating long-form storytelling. Long-ish. Rumble to Mania. Everything that happens with Edge and Belair in the build-up to Mania now, we are going to be invested in. That's mm. four months of investment. By WWE standards, that's a fucking decade, Yeah. King of the Ring to SummerSlam, depending on where you position it. You could make... Fuck Backlash, because Backlash, with the exception of last year, where it was actually quite good. Prior to that, what I've seen since coming back from wrestling, Backlash just seems to be this fucking pay-per-view, where it's like, oh, the good shit we did at WrestleMania, let's just undo it. So I would be like, can Backlash, we've now done the road to WrestleMania, let's start the road to SummerSlam. Here's King of the Ring, the winner of the King of the Ring tournament, Get a shot at SummerSlam. And for the first time ever, a woman's queen of the ring. Boom. You're killing two birds with one stone. You've got the whole, we want to give the women more of their own pay-per-view stuff, which they've been doing brilliantly as far as I'm concerned. You know, women's rumble, women's money in the bank, women's TLC, all good stuff. Give them a woman, a woman's queen of the ring. Do it. And the I have heard rumors of it. I have heard rumors of it. The man who win king and queen of the ring get a title shot at Mania. You've now created another four months worth of long-form storytelling. Bro, it's not fucking difficult to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it creates, just by changing up this pay-per-view schedule a bit, you are essentially creating ingrained, naturally organic, long-ish storytelling, which they're lacking at the moment. That is and not exactly... Just like with the Rumble, the way you can hit the reset button. Because, okay, yeah, we knew Belair was going to win. But look, Edge was your dark horse. He wasn't your top choice. Well, we he was, until Bryan. I remembered Seth. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You called Seth. We both called Daniel Bryan. There's an argument to be made that we all got the Rumble wrong. And it was actually, oh, shit, yeah. It, we love it, but it was a surprise. They're hitting the reset button with shit. You can do the same thing at King of the Ring. Mania's done. Let's hit the reset button again. What does everyone say? You fucking quote Den the Tech all the time. He's there from Rumble to Mania. After that, fuck it. And you know bare people like that. Why? Because that period from Rumble to Mania, you're invested the whole way. Why can't you do that after Mania as well? Okay, we've done Mania. Build up to SummerSlam. Boom. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to King of the Ring being a title build. I, I just know it establishes anyway without having that because it, it puts you in a level of prominence, you know, but it, it, the course. way you sold it makes good sense. No, I'm just saying the way you sold it makes good sense. So I'm not opposed to it. Of course, I'm not opposed the danger to it you've got with the current state of affairs at WWE right now is that, yeah, it gives you prominence or it gives you Baron Corbin. Like, yeah. And I am I am a Corbynista. I am a Corbin defender, not that Corbynista. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy to the stars, but... Um, no, yeah. I'm a Baron Corbinista, and 
He should have been, you know, he should have at least had a title match at this point. He's, he's got one of the most, he's got the literally the most devastating move in all of sports and yeah. he's not yeah. getting, he's not getting a shout. Because the King Corbin gimmick, I legitimately believe, has damaged him quite badly because it went on so long. It was so long, but again, this goes back to the Cutler situation. When it actually started to look like it meant something, they got rid of it. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah. So yeah, although King of the Ring historically has got pedigree and consequence, give it proper consequence. Make it like a beta rumble. Make it like the winner gets a title shot at SummerSlam. Four months of inbuilt storytelling. Boosh! WWE, I know you fucking listen or someone on your creative team listens because you steal our ideas all the time. If you're going to take this one, I am trademarking. I've said the words, trademark. Yeah, I'm trademarking your shit, but it's my idea, right? Call me, call the one AJ. The movie Mount Rushmore, the silver screen dudes, the Ministry of Wrestling. We come up with the shit. Indeed, indeed, guys. And indeed, we do come up with the shit. And I hope you enjoyed the shit. The such good shit. So, guys, please. Good shit right there. If you have enjoyed this, do hit us up on MOW News on Twitter, Ministry of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. That's our way of contact to, you know, to reach out with us there. We do love to hear from you on all platforms there. Nico also mentioned Movie Mount Rushmore. Nico, why did you mention the Movie Mount Rushmore, sir? Because the Silver Screen Dudes host the Movie Mount Rushmore, which is our flagship podcast that airs every single Sunday. What is it? It's essentially a top 10 show. AJ and I each compile our own separate top 10 list on a different subject each and every week. We then come back into the recording, we fight it out and decide which of our combined top 10s, it can be up to 20 movies, therefore, if they're completely different, what is the Rushmore? What are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of that week's genre? It's about an hour and a half to two hours long each and every single week. Been going for four seasons now. Come and join us. You can find the Movie Mount Rushmore every single place where you find the Ministry of Wrestling. And you can follow Movie Mount Rushmore at Movie MT Rushmore on Twitter, Silver Screen Dudes on Instagram, and Silver Screen Dudes on Facebook. You can find everything that the Silver Screen Dudes are doing at www.silverscreendudes.com. That come. That's the one. Okay, guys. It's been a pleasure. And until the next week or tomorrow, if you're going to listen to the movie Matt Rushmore, I have been the one AJ Anthony Jordan. If you are listening to us in India, please hit us up on Twitter or on Instagram because you are our fastest growing nation and we would like to hear from you guys. So I don't care if you're in Hyderabad, Pune, Kolkata, Delhi, wherever you are. Obviously, if you're not from India, we'd love to hear from you too. But India is our fastest growing nation. Please hit us up. I'm Double V, the Viceroy of Verisimilitude, Nico Luro. See ya. See ya. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. We're a body, and we call that a body block. Take the fourth week off, and then start again. Choose a new body block each month. Have fun. Avoid burnout. Reach your goals. But you're not going to quit on yourself today. You win? Start a body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com.